0: What's going on, world? Welcome back to another interview session with Reviews and Done. My guests today are a very talented R&B group who first came to my attention back in 2018 with one of my favorite songs that year. The Troy Taylor produced Let Me Show You. Now, Let Me Show You, man, made such a, I guess, impact on me in 2018. You know, I think that song by itself is better than a lot of Cats albums from that year. We're not going to say no names, but the way, these, the way these brothers were singing on that song, it put some bets who released albums that year to shame. But, again, we ain't going to say no names. So everybody welcome to the line. Love City, how you guys doing today? Hey, what's yeah. up, man? What's, what's
1: up? up? Appreciate you. All
0: right, so why don't you guys introduce yourself to all the ladies out there and all the people who appreciate real, straightforward R&B singing.
1: Yeah, all right, well, starting with the Gemini, the group. My name is Loverboy Trey. Yes, and my name is Keem, and I'm a Sagittarius. What's good. <laughs> good, man? It's your boy Frank, and I'm sad. With well, and together we are. Love city. love the city. Yeah, yeah. We and yeah.
0: Cool, cool. And like I said, fellas, I, I mean, in all honesty, you know, me at the age of 39, I've meant what I said when I say that you guys' debut single that I heard was better than guys who have been in the game a little bit longer than you because you guys were actually singing. No auto-tune, no guest rapper, just really bringing back R&B, what has been missing, you know, lately. You know, everybody's talking about R&Bs, there ain't no more groups. But, man, Bluff City's out here trying to bring it back, bringing it back. So, man, get out there and support these guys. So, how did you guys get started? You know, what's the group's history, and um, why did you all choose to be in the group?
1: Well, um, this is King. Um the group back in Mississippi, Tennessee and I was just a teenager man just, just wanting to um to sing and I always wanted to be in the group man and and I was like, man, I got to have some brothers with me like I, I never I never just really wanted to sing by myself because I'm my only child, so it's just like man I, I want to sing with some brothers and I always looked up the groups from from church all the way up to to in and Jodice and all that so I was like, man, this is what I want to do I want to be in the group. And, man, um, just put that in, out in the universe, man, I kept faith with it. And, and God brought my brothers around me. Man, and we've been rocking, man, for like five years. And and I, I said, you know, Bluff City, they call Mississippi the Bluff City. So it was like I just need to put the city on my back and, like, represent it some type of way. So that's that's where the name Bluff City originated from as well. Uh, yeah, You taught me
0: something, man. I had no idea they called uh, Memphis. Bluff City, so that's
1: something that you called me. What about you, Frank? How'd you get um? How how'd you get in the group, Frank? Well, basically, um, I was in Durham, North Carolina, and um, I was doing videos on YouTube, and my brother King uh hit me up here, seen me, you know, singing, so we had linked up, and I came all the way down, came all the way down uh, off North Carolina to Atlanta. And you know I'm saying it's been history ever since then.
0: And last but not least, Loverboy Trey, how did you join the group, sir?
1: Um yeah, basically I was um I was already out here, but I'm from Houston, Texas, you know, and um you know just out here just being a creative, just loving music and being around music, being inspired. I've always wanted to be in the group as well you know, it's kinda of hard when you grow watching, you know, the Jacksons and five heartbeats and, you know, temptations and, you know, you are like I'm I'm Eddie Kendrick. you know, no, I'm you know what I'm saying, fighting with your cousins and stuff and doing the moves, learning the moves and, you know, new addition and everything. So for me that's what I always wanted to do, you know. Um just loving the vibe, the groups and, you know, realizing, you know, how important it is, you know, the impact and you know you know, groups on stage and, you know, and I've always just loved good music and, you know, most of that came from groups. The vibes came from groups, you know, from, you know, the instincts to the Backstreet to the Flat Street to 112, you know, it all kind of sums up, you know, the vibe, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I always wanted to be around, you know? No doubt.
0: For me as a consumer and as a, uh, old head, you know, I think one thing i see that separates you guys from other groups now is, again, your vocal harmony, you guys can all sing, but for a group standpoint, what do you all feel separates you from other guys? Because you guys could have easily done an auto-tune album, you could have had an album filled with nothing but guest appearances, maybe been like an R&B type of Migos, but you guys actually sing, and I really appreciate that being in a 80s baby and you know raised in the 90s. So, what do you all feel separates you from other groups?
1: Oh, um, this is King. What, what, what separates, well, what I, my personal opinion of, of what separates Blood City from other groups and and or other artists as well is just I think it's our versatility. You know what I'm saying? Our ability to um, to to reach everybody and to, to, to sing with conviction. We all come from that background where we sing with feeling, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't do that no more. Like you said, it's a lot of auto-tune. It's a lot of covering up of vocals that, you know what I'm saying, are probably really not like that. So I think us singing with that conviction and people being able to feel what we sing, you know what I'm saying? And um, j- just bringing that back back to the, uh, the f- forefront, how how the music used to be. And uh, like I said, our versatility uh, to be able to cross genres, and uh to, to to just be able to uh to not be able to be boxed in, you know what I'm saying? To be able to put music out there and everybody loves it. I think our is one of our biggest strengths. And it really separates us from a lot of people. Cool, cool. Yeah.
0: All right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the solo question and I'm gonna start with Lover Boy Trey. So Lover Boy Trey, who were some of your early musical influences.
1: I'm sorry, can you can you repeat the question? Kinda hard to hear you. Who were some of your early musical influences? Early influences. Um, I loved everyone from Jackie Wilson to Frankie Lyman, Lick James, um, DeBarge, Switch. Mm, I liked a lot of people, Denise Williams, you know, but then there's the other side of, you know, you had um you know, people like Pow Wow and, you know, uh, Immature, you know, Marcus Houston, and Mario, and, um, as I said earlier, the Backstreet and NSYNC and, you know, Britney and all that. So kind of like a whole mixture, you know?
0: Now, so. yeah, man. It's, it's, refreshing
1: hear...
0: it's refreshing to hear you say groups like Switch and DeBarge and Denise Williams, you know, artists who were doing R&B, but... They still kept that gospel influence in the music, and I can hear that in some of you guys' songs. So shout out to you, man, for knowing your history.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, me being
0: a bit of a music historian, I know that you saw some success as a solo artist, and you've been in the game for a while. Starting out, man, what was your writing process as a up-and-coming artist when you were younger?
1: What was my, my process?
0: Yeah, like what was your did you write from personal experience? Did you write from you know the homeless experience? What was your songwriting process? How how would you write your songs?
1: Oh wow. Um, how would I write my songs? I would um kinda how I do now, I start with the concept and the melody, you know, and I believe once you have a solid melody you can build from there. You know, and um kinda I try to do things that me personally that I don't believe that um like to do things outside of the box i've never been the "quote unquote" person to just you know you know do what everyone does i kind of always just stay you know to myself i stayed in my own lane however you want to word it so i kind of do the same thing with writing I, you know the production is important and, you know the, the beat choices and um the melodies and then you know you can build from there you know but so you have to start with a solid uh foundation you know then I'll get inspired. I'll listen to certain people. I'll pull up some influences and whatever I'm feeling, you know, and then um, I'll take it from there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man, back in my younger days, I tried to dabble in uh, songwriting, but I could never get that chorus down, so I gave up. So <laughs> right, what advice do right, right. to somebody trying to nail the chorus when you're writing a song? Because I've always heard the hardest part of writing a song is actually doing the chorus.
1: Yeah, but the chorus to, to me, my opinion, the chorus is probably the most important part of the song because it's the most memorable, and, you know. So that's why I would say, really, um, the first key I would say to it really just have a solid melody, a solid, and, and the words are gonna come. You know what I'm saying? But if that melody is feeling right, if you can hum along to it, if you can, you know, sing along to it in the shower, then you pretty much got something, you know. Just, just vibe. You know, and don't you know? Try not to do what everyone else does. You know, do something different. You know, think outside the box. You know. So your
0: early singles are available on streaming platforms, but I can't ever recall you actually releasing your first solo album. Do you ever have plans to make that available for your fans? Um, uh,
1: not not at this point. You know, I, I I feel like everything happens for a reason, and I was blessed to have the experiences that I that, that I've had. But um, it's never been a secret, you know, especially to the people around me. I've always looked at myself as someone who wanted to be a part of a group and just be a creative in that way. I love you know the fact of you know being able to create and you know work with all the people that I've worked with and experiences, you know. But I've always seen those experiences happening with the group. Now, now mind you, you know, we all have things up our sleeves and I'm a creative. So I love to create and I have a million ideas in my head. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the older songs, I, I doubt that, you know, that's not really, I'm not really in that headspace, space, you know, but it's true. I never did put out an album or anything. Just a few songs and a couple videos and, you know, so. yeah, Cool. Cool. Yeah. I
0: remember that, of uh... One of your 106 and Park appearances, where you were talking about your album and who you had on the album. But, you know, respect, though, man. You know, I'm, just, I'm a fan, so, you know, I was hoping I can hear it one day.
1: All right, so Kenneth oh, Lamar. Thanks, I
0: appreciate it. The good body. Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole both reach out to you and want you to sing a hook on their next album. However, due to your Bluff City obligations, you only have time to work with one of the artists. Who's it going to be?
1: Okay, I'm, okay, I need to hear that again. <laughs> Make sure. So Samar
0: and J Cole both reach out to you and want you to sing Kendrick a hook.
1: Samar and J Cole. Okay. Mm. However,
0: you, city well, you obligation. Mm. You can only work on one. You can
1: only work with mm. one of them. Who's it gonna be? J right.
0: Cole or K-Dot <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I'm a Gemini, so I got arrested rest a Gemini. So I'm gonna rock with Kendrick.
0: Cool. Fico's the one it too, but hey, sometimes a man has a preference, that's who he's gonna rock with. Alright, my man Frank Absolutely. is up next.
1: Nothing
0: wrong. My man Frank's up next. So Frank step up to the stage.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Alright, Frank, so let's uh let's let's get right down to this. So between your group members, Who's a tougher opponent in NBA 2K when you guys play that? Yeah, that's a
1: good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, My brother, King. I got to go with King. You know, we, we just got off the road. We was on tour. And, you know, King was whooping everybody. He was taking everybody's money. So, yeah, I, I got to go with King. All
0: right, well, King, who's the team you're using, brother? Like, who's the team you're using to take everybody's money? Let us know your secret.
1: Uh, you know, you know, man, you know, it, it, a, lot, a lot of people want to pick the, the Lakers or the Bucks so I just pick either or. If they pick the Bucks, I pick the Lakers or vice versa, you know what I'm saying. I I, I play 2K all the time, so it, it really don't matter which team it is, you know what I'm saying, completely. <laughs> all right, well, you know, y'all got to watch out for this cat, man. You know, he
0: sounds like he's very confident. He could probably hope somebody on my home team the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank, so what's the best part of being in the group?
1: Best part of being in the group, uh, you got your brothers with you, man. Like, I was a, I'm was, my only child, so, like, growing up, I always wanted brothers. You know what I'm saying? I had cousins, but I always wanted, like, you know what I'm saying, brothers being around. So it's like being in a group is, I guess you can say, like, it's a little bit easier because you got other teams besides you you ain't gotta do like all the work by yourself like right? you know what I'm saying like team we work so well together like King could be doing something, I could be writing the verse, Trey could be writing the verse, you know what I'm saying? And we all do do it well. So it's like that's the best part of being in the group. You know what I'm saying? You got all your brothers there with you. Yeah. And it were some of your early musical
0: influences growing up. Um
1: Let's see. Sam Cook, definitely. Casey and JoJo. Um, let's see. We have some other people. I don't want to mention his name right now, but yeah, shout out to him. Definitely King R&B. Uh, I don't think you say
0: his name. One and, yeah, that's not it. Nah, it's, it's all love, bro. I mean, the thing with R. Kelly, like I tell folks, um, me now, you know, since I've gotten older, I really don't entertain, you know, R. Kelly anymore. I, I don't – but I don't downplay, you know, what he did for the genre. Yeah, you know,
1: definitely I definitely not That's what he came, came now, now,
0: that being said, it's like, you know, I don't pass judgment on anybody. If anything – Yeah, what he did was an horrendous crime, but outside of that, it's like I really feel bad because that man's talent is unmatched, and he robbed us of where he where he could possibly have taken R and B. So, you know, it's like it's one of those things where you're just like, man, damn it, man, all you know, all that talent that we'll probably never get a chance to see. Yeah, yeah,
1: right.
0: Right, so you have the chance to either star in Kevin Hart's next film as his little brother, or you have the chance to be an extra in the Black Panther sequel. Once again, though, however, due to your Blood City obligations, you can only do one. Which film are you gonna do?
1: (laughs) I'm think I'm gonna go with my boy Kev on this one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I love it be in movie, Kev, Like, I love like, like for all of us to be in a movie camp. I feel like that would be funny. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty really, yeah, really funny. All right, so
0: we you know we got Ricky put the too. So who's the jokes in the group? Does anybody pull pranks on somebody else? Like they oversleep, you put toothpaste on their nose, or you know hide their phone from them? <laughs>
1: Joking. Uh, jokes yeah, yeah, we all so we, we are. Are. yeah we all play a part in joking.
0: Yeah, like, we
1: joking. yeah at some point we did, we just we like, <laughs> just, it, we can have fun by ourselves like we just be joking we we, we got our own little you know what I'm saying we funny we funny dudes. <laughs>
0: And I can definitely feel the um, camaraderie between you three, like you guys grew up together as brothers, like you've known each other your entire lives, and it's so much um, positivity in talking to you three men and seeing that. And, I mean, for me, with everything going on right now in the world without going into detail, it's always refreshing to hear black men showing unity and just having that positive vibe. Among each other, you know, just showing that positivity. So, shout out to y'all, man, for keeping the the vibes positive and showing the camaraderie. And that really means a lot to me with everything going on in the world. All right, last but not least, to the hot seat, is my man Keen. So, Keen, man, you're going to get some hard questions. The last one's going to (laughs) really mess things up for you. All right, brothers, who were some of your earliest influences?
1: uh my is man whew. like my brothers they pretty much took most of them um but but definitely uh shoot recitation Jackson um man Jagged Edge, Jamie Fox um Pretty Ricky Man, a lot of people, man. Oh, Marvin Gaye, definitely Stevie Wonder. I have a lot of people, and my brothers, of course, because like, 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 we study the art, and we study down to the vocal ability and everything. So, even just hearing my brothers sing, or just the the influence they give on me, like just being around them musically. and, Being an artist, you know what I'm saying, being creative, like, that's influencing itself, so definitely.
0: What's that secret spot in Memphis for some good old uh, Memphis-style barbecue?
1: It's valid. Okay. Let's see. Corky's. They got Corky's out in Memphis. And it, it, I say Corky's because Corky's is the most, like, I guess you, you need to type it in. But this has got a lot of shops down there that, you know, that's it, it, really so a lot of black-owned shops that you can go, man, get some good old barbecue, like, on the corner somewhere. So, this has got, you know, they can give you yeah. the best barbecue, so. Yeah, when I
0: stayed in um, Huntsville, In the early 2000s, they had a corkies out there, and, I mean, you know, it was a change, so I don't think it was actually, you know, the actual corkies but, you know, I always got to ask, you know, somebody from the south, you know, what's a good barbecue spot and what's a good soul food spot? Yeah. All right, so since you're the game or the game, you play NBA 2K. What other games do you play outside of NBA 2K? Uh, 2K, I definitely play
1: some Madden. Madden 2K is my top man. I'm, I'm on. If I'm not on 2K, I'm on Madden. If I'm not on Madden, I'm on 2K. But you know, I mess around with Call of Duty sometimes. And Trey tried to get me on the Mortal Kombat, but he always he Trey now Trey's the best on motor Kombat. He can beat. I can't even win with this dude. <laughs> I can't. So I can't, I can't, I can't beat basketball. It's Trey. Yeah, Trey. Trey beat me. Yeah. He, he, he. Ah, so Trey's in the Mortal Kombat, what's, man. Trey, what, he,
0: what's the lady name? Katana. Pitana, which, you do yeah. Use Pitana, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my son would have a ball hanging out with Trey then because he loves to just um, beat me in Mortal Kombat and, like, do just get on there, man, and just embarrass me with Mortal Kombat like it's nothing. He's only 11. Yeah. All right, Frank. Not... All right, Kim, so your last question, brother, this is going to be the question the end all questions. a tough question, so okay. answer carefully. All right, so you have a chance to be the love interest of Megan the Stallion or Cardi B in their music video. Who are you going to pick?
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. That's a good one. See, I think Meg taller than me, though. I don't care. Probably Meg. I'm yeah. I'm mad.
0: All right, and since we since we in the industry, you know, fellas, why don't you tell us who your celebrity crushes are?
1: Yeah, so celebrity crushes. Crushes.
0: Yeah, everybody. Who's your celebrity crush?
1: Ooh, um, damn! Do I have a celebrity crush? Um, King. Damn. Can I put out there? Put in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, she just I mean, up. my celebrity crush, she, she's taking, but since it's, 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 I was a young boy, it making good, you know? So if, if yeah. I just get a picture with her, i would probably be satisfied. <laughs> 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 yeah, I really don't have a celebrity crush, you know, but, uh, and you know, one don't come our way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah i kind of oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe either Kanache or Mendea. I like their artistry. One it's cool. Cool. Yeah,
0: I'm a married man, but mine is still um. Nia Long. It's been that way since I was ten. Since '91, since Boys in the Hood. So yeah, Nia Long is still. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for that's sure. Yeah, how do you join too?
0: Yeah, that's almost 30 years. You know, yeah. I haven't had have a crush in a along. long. Shout out to me long.
1: All right, fellas, let's get yeah, back into this, um,
0: Let's get back into this group interview and talk about this album. So the album is called BC3. Obviously, you know, three members, Bluff City. Yeah, uh, yeah. Album is uh, vicious. Real R&B at its finest. You know, no auto tune. Limited guest appearances outside of JaQua on one song. So, what's everybody's favorite song on the album?
1: Uh, this King, man, I really have to go by weeks. So probably this week, the, the most, the song I've been bumping the most will probably be this week. It's definitely been "Girl." It, but it switches like every week, man. I probably stay on one song for two or three days, and I go to the next one, man. But right now, it's, mine is probably girl. Yeah. yeah, this is true. I don't know. I like them all for different reasons. For right. probably bad. Probably bad. James yeah, is Frank, y'all yeah, with. Yeah, I'm lucky with the whole album definitely. My favorite song probably "Girl," band, um "Pressure" and um, "Precision." Cool. Yeah, my joint is um,
0: I like "Girl," I like "Say I Do," um, I like "Bed," I like "Fetish." Um, yeah, man, no, nah, the the album is is really the album real good. So, I need you pick that album up yeah, if you haven't picked it up. Yeah, available on all streaming platforms, as a spectator, you know, I really start. think once the COVID messes over that um, fetish can be like a big concert song for y'all to where you guys pull ladies on stage from the audience and oh, name yeah. them on stage or even have like a little fetish contest from city to city where you're, you know, having a contest for ladies and their fetishes and you pull them on stage or sing that to them with the edit. That fetish joint can come in handy fellas, yeah. if uh, you got a single lady out
1: there. Oh yeah, that, that fetish is, is is a monster, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All
0: right, so currently there are a lot of groups out, you know, which is different from the '90s. Growing up in the '90s, I can recall for the longest time, and it's like every week, a new R&B group would drop a record. I mean, so much so, you know, it was hard to keep up with everyone dropping records and we don't have that now. So why do you guys feel that is? And how is Bus city changing the narrative that the RB group is no
1: more? I guess us a team. Just the narrative of, of, I feel like people, people are really scared of group, you know, um, just being honest, people, that, you know, most groups break up, so people are scared to really get attached to a group that's gonna break up. You know what I'm saying? So it's easier to get attached to a, probably a solo artist if you know they're gonna stay around all the time. And um, R&B groups just have a bad rep of staying together. And you know, um, we definitely want to um, change that statistic and have change that statistic. You know what I'm saying? With Blood Cities is being and grinding for so long, you know what I'm saying, and just staying at it and staying true to the to the to the R&B groove, to R&B music, you know what I'm saying. Um, and and I think as long as we continue to do what we do, do it the Bluff way, that everybody will always accept us and everybody will look at us as that front runner group because we are the only group, and everybody will um will, will respect us like they do, you know what I'm saying. But we, we just gotta always do what Bluff wants to do. And if we continue to do that, everybody will continue to gravitate to us, and we'll continue to change that narrative. And people will be like, "Oh, you know, y'all yeah, think RB group's over, but nah, it's, they, it's a group called Bluff City." You know what I'm saying? We, we always want to be the group that everybody talks about. And I think with us continuing to put out music and videos, and and um, just staying pure and and, love, and and staying pure to the artistry of it, I think we'll always win.
0: Cool, cool, and, and I totally respect that I even went back and looked at some of you guys's cover videos before you guys dropped some of your music, and just some of the early influences from the covers you guys are doing. You know, you guys are actually an authentic R&B group. Like the joints you guys did, um, "Milestones." I care about you when you're in the car. And just the way you guys harmonized and went off each other's vocals—so dope to see. You know. A younger group doing it the right doing it the right way. So shout out to y'all for keeping R and B alive.
1: So prior to the COVID it,
0: mess, you all were on tour with JaQua. Unfortunately, I missed you guys' exactly. tour. Yeah. You guys came to Silver Spring, which was a loss of mine because I had no idea that you guys were opening for him. Otherwise, I would have made the drive out to Silver Spring to go. Going on support, because for whatever reason, he didn't advertise you guys as being on his tour when he was stopping through here. So, that's, you know, that's my loss. But what was your guys' favorite city to visit on the tour?
1: Ooh. This is King. Mine would probably have to be Seattle. Seattle was crazy, man. Seattle showed a lot of energy. They came out. We we barely could get our moves out, because they were, like, grabbing us the whole time, basically. They were loud. It just the energy was crazy, man. It was uh towards the beginning of the tour, we were um, we had got, got a few shows under our belt, you know what I'm mean? saying? Got in the groove, and we were just really hitting our stride in Seattle. But the energy they 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 gave to us just amplified everything even more. So they really stuck out to me. Um, but shoot, everybody on the, all the cities, pretty much, man. They they showed out, for show for show. Uh, yeah. definitely. You guys have any? Tours yeah, LA planned, um,
0: you guys have any tours planned for just the group by itself once this mess clears up with COVID to promote the album some more?
1: Definitely. That BC3 tour is coming, man. You know, we just dropped the album, BC3, out everywhere. So we definitely want to be able to bring that album to life, you know what I'm saying, and so people can be able yeah, to see, see it, you know what I'm saying. And I'd love to show, man. We like to have fun, um, keep, keep our fans engaged and involved, so definitely that DC tour is coming soon, man. And um, we're preparing everything up for it right now. You know what I'm saying? Trying to take advantage of the COVID by getting a head start. So, you know, we'll definitely be here to see some of the hot cities that we've been to and cities that want us to come back. So, yeah, definitely.
0: Hey, I need to come to DC. some so many venues out here you guys can wreck uh, shop at. So hopefully I get a chance to see you guys once this mess is over. Because, like I said, had, had I known that you guys were opening, then I would have definitely gone to the to see his show. And, you know, I'm up there in age. You know, I'm close to 40. So I really don't like standing room only venues. But um, I'll make exceptions for y'all, though, because I'm, I'm really digging y'all's
1: music. Oh, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it,
0: man. So what's the um one video you guys would love to shoot next?
1: from the album. Um, this is Trey. We, um, we're going to be shooting Girl really soon. Got to be the first video. And then, you know, we have a couple videos up, actually. You know, there's a lot of cool songs on the album. So we'll just, you know, decide, you know, we're listening to what, you know, what the people want, you know. A lot of people are feeling Girl. A lot of people feeling fetish. You know, um, workout, doze off. Mm -hmm. Uh, precision it's a lot of songs so we'll see pressure you know so just be looking forward to some um, some dope visuals some dope visuals yep cool cool
0: what's the last great hip hop album you all heard I mean albums you just had you know you had to go back and listen to it and keep it on repeat
1: hmm for Straight, for me it was probably uh Brandy Never Say Never because I love the song, put that on everything. So I've been listening to that a lot more. Yeah, this is frank for me I probably have to say uh, uh you said that's hip hop. I like hip hop albums
0: any okay. albums you've uh, revisited or something you've had
1: on repeat you know lately. Oh, okay. Well, I've been listening to a bunch of music like lately, Oh like old records, new new records. But um, I like features uh new album. Sorry, hip hop. So, yeah, it's not really my, the album. album, I've been yeah, on. Yeah, it's nothing uh, new. My, my the album. I'm, <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Oh yeah, the album I probably uh <laughs> let's see. What I've been listening to lately. Yeah I, I don't think I've been listening to albums. But I, the song I've been having on repeat was um, lately is Alexander O'Neill you viewer here tonight. I've been bumping in lately. Yeah, I love that beat. I was like, we need to probably sample some of that, that'd be hard. Yeah. uh, My man, you
0: you Alexander O'Neill fan? Check out his um, check out his first album from '85 and the one from '87 where Jam and Lewis gave him some of his best work.
1: Mm, Just from starting to finish, okay.
0: The singing, yeah, like is on point. I mean, despite his personal, you know, we need to get the best of uh Alexander. So, yeah, that was a bad boy. Shout out to you, man, for shouting out Alexander O'Neal, the original lead singer at the time before Morris. Yeah, so you definitely take out the 85 album, the 87 album, and some of his later stuff. And what I've done lately is I've just been going back and revisiting old stuff myself from start to finish. Outside of you guys' joint that just dropped, and my man Ryan Toby, I haven't really... Oh, Ryan, told been, from City High. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really been bumping yeah. anything new because nothing's really been dropping. It's been, you know, it ain't that it's not that it ain't worth my time, but nothing's really been hitting per se outside of you, you guys'
1: right.
0: album. Again, I'm not gonna say no names, but I can tell who wants to keep R and B. I can tell who wants to keep R and B alive, and who wants to just chase a current trend, and I guess for me as a consumer, I mean, I get it, and I get why you're doing stuff, but I guess, like, once you have a solid fan base, and you can pretty much know they'll come see you live, and they'll, you know, buy your music, you know, you don't have to necessarily chase trends, just, you know, stick to what your fans like, and don't try to be somebody you aren't, because then you kind of lose your fan base, and you wonder why folks aren't rocking with you. That's, that's another
1: conversation,
0: right. though. Right. <laughs> okay, so the album's out, BC3. You guys got the old YouTube videos up. You guys are on Twitter. You guys are on Instagram. You guys are on Facebook. Is there anything else you guys want to add to your okay. fans
1: out there? Yeah, man. Just make sure you uh, follow us on our social media. Like you said, uh, at It's Bluff City, man. Just yeah, TikTok TikTok, TikTok, you yeah, made us a TikTok at Block City, man. Go check us out. We got some dope stuff on there, man. Listen, Three is out everywhere. We got some new stuff. Videos coming soon. Um, we're about to build off everything that, that, that you're seeing, man. The foundation is set. So we just hope that y'all uh, hop on and enjoy the ride because we got some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah.
0: Cool. And once again, you know, folks, I'm a 40-year-old man, well, damn, 39, I'm getting old. 39, close to 40, I just turned 39. But I tell you that Bluff City is actually keeping R&B alive and actually doing what the R&B grew up on in the 90s and late 80s. These young men, these men are doing just that. No auto-tune, no guest rappers, you know, no singing just gibberish. Actual R&B is coming from Bluff City, so I highly, highly urge you to check their album out. No filler, no skips, just straightforward R&B that we grew up on. I want to thank Bluff City for being my guest today, and as always, to quote the late, great Maurice White, keep your head to the sky and be ever wonderful. Done. out.
1: in next week for another episode of Reviews and Done with your suave host, Derek Dunn.